WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, let's do it, Jerem Tanner and Noli. Another edition of the WCB Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings and Raycon. It is Jerem. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? Doing okay. You know, so it was a week. It was good. It was good, oh, and, and it was all right. It was okay. <laughs> Multiple Hawks games, something we haven't had in a while. Three games in four days, which is uh, something we have not got to experience much this year with this ridiculous schedule. Not not recently, no. So this was nice to have a lot of games going on. A lot of games going on. Um, yeah, pretty much what we kind of, I don't know, expected for the season. I mean, no, not a lot of wins, but a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, we'll get about, get, we'll get into that here in a second. Um, but first... No, fuck it. Let's just start it. Let's go right into the first game. Tampa Bay, yeah. um, Chicago, Tampa Bay or Chicago was looking to complete the season sweep of the lightning. Tampa Bay had not won a game since they got beat by Chicago the week prior, um, including getting shut out twice back to back games, five, nothing and four, nothing, which whew, don't see that often from a high power offense like the lightning. No. Not a not a good look for them. Um, uh, and it looked like this was going to be all Blackhawks, you know, right off the bat, you know, first goal of the game. Hey, Lucas Reichel scores. First game on power play unit number one, and he gets a power play goal. Would you? Yeah, Kor- look at that. Korchinski was also at the point during the, he got the he got an assist on that one. Korchinski and our favorite player Kurashev. Yeah, got the other assist on that one. Man, oh man, I it, I don't know if this was Kershaw's first time on the PP one two. I can't remember. Maybe, maybe not. But hey, look, it worked right off the bat, and the Hawks have been struggling on the power play before that, which is funny. So Lucas Reichel gets his first goal in his first power, like first time on power play one. And yeah, like you said, Korshinsky was up there and we have been pleading and begging for him to be PP1 defenseman. And yeah. they proved it works. They proved it works. And uh, that's be negative on Seth Jones, but he is just done. I'm over it. I'm over him as that number one defenseman on PP1. Yeah, it's, I feel like, at times, I really think that Seth Jones is like jealous that people want to get the puck to Bedard. <laughs> like he yeah. obviously, like there's times where he just like doesn't look his way, and or like looks his way and then takes the shot instead. I'm just like, what's happening? <laughs> or if he does pass it, he like puts a little too much on it and fucking fires it at him. <laughs> I don't know. He wants it right back. Bedard only has a 70 flex stick there. So it's Jones. He's going to snap it. You got to slow it down a little bit there. Um, after that, though, then it was all Tampa. Uh, Braden Point on the power play. Sergeyev had a goal. Um, Corey Perry did tie it up. It was a great passing play. It was very funny how it went down because he had i think it was like a two-on-one but the guy that the back checker like caught up to him because perry is not the fleetest afoot and so he pulls up 
tosses it back towards the middle. It gets across. He just completely stops on the just on the goalpost. And the puck comes back across his way and he just slaps it home wide open net. And I was like, I was like, as the play developed, because it went from developing to falling apart to developing again. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, that's disappointing. It was a two on one. And then all of a sudden the puck goes and I go, all right, never mind. <laughs> Fantastic. Corey Perry does it again. Corey Perry does it again against another one of his former teams. Um, yeah. Boris also against his former team gets the assist on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was a great was... little like puck. It was a lot. It was a lot of good puck movement on that play. And then Victor Hedman gives him the three-two lead. And then... yeah, Victor Hedman's goal was like it's just luck of the draw where the puck is shot from the point, goes wide, and he's just coming around like curling to the side of the net. It makes it through all the traffic, hits the backboard, comes back out front, and Mrazic doesn't didn't see it go past and just has a wide open net with literally a shot pass off the backboard and it's just like okay that's some shitty luck that's yeah that's that's the black hawk luck we all know yeah because the hawks were really keeping up with them too i thought it was going to go to ot and then they just kind of got uh the pretty lucky goal there i mean that came halfway almost just a little bit over halfway through the third period and then brandon hagel uh, I miss our boy. Uh, but he puts the empty netter away yeah. to just seal this one. Um, but yeah, the Hawks. I mean, it was a pretty close game. Uh, one for two on the power play. They actually won the faceoff, fifty-eight point six percent. Which, holy that's shit, impressive. that's that's a miracle for this team. Um, Mrazic again, another solid game. I mean, it was a yep. couple couple bad bounces. Yeah, that you just really can't blame him. That's ten. That tends to be like what gets past him is just like bad luck, bad bounces, and tips. But he he's so solid. They was it? It might have been this game during one of the games. Oh shit! Was it this one? I can't remember which game was on ESPN. This one. This was was ESPN Plus Hulu. Yeah. Yeah, this is the game when they were talking. They were actually like giving compliments to Mrazic and how well he's been playing. Yeah, because Soderblom played against Nashville. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were complimenting um Mrazic on his like stellar fucking goaltending from since the beginning of the year. And they had mentioned that he said he feels like he's 100 percent healthy for the first time in years. And if that's true, like that makes a huge difference because you can really tell by the way he's been playing since the beginning of the season that like he looks great. He looks like a steal <laughs> Sunday. I mean, we'll talk about it here in a second, but like Sunday was probably his worst game of the season. Um, yeah. Cause he just yeah. didn't get, he didn't face as many shots as he usually, right, exactly. usually does. That was, yeah. That was it. Um, and, but I mean, so far through 10 games played two, eight, nine goals against average, uh, nine, five, nine, 15 save percentage. I mean, not much more you can ask, especially for, yeah, we always. I know it's weird because we always praise how good our def- young defensemen are, but oh at yeah, the of the, at the end they're of the good day, though, for being rookies. Like exactly. they're very impressive for being rookies. Like if they weren't rookies, I'd still be like, oh man, we got to get better defense. But it's right. like it's good because you can see the development happening, and it's exciting for the future. Um, Mrazic having a a nine fifteen save percentage on the thirty first 
place team in the league is pretty fucking impressive. That's since that's that's a that's above league average goaltending that you're getting. It's and insane. you're still so I don't understand. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like I don't understand how that was working, but I'm not complaining because I've just really enjoyed watching him play. And it's yeah. just so funny compared to like last year where it was like Soderblom was so good and he just played some huge games. And I was always like, ah, Morazic's turn. Like, come on. And now it's like, ah, Soderblom's playing. Like, just just play Morazic. No, because I mean it's going to be better in the long run to have him get more ice time, even if he does not do well. It's it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. I think at the same time, looking at like the the way the defense or goaltending prospects are are playing this year, I'm starting to think that he might not be in the in the plans for the future. Oh, I mean, who knows? We'll see. I think it's really funny going outside the goal team, but back to this game. Yeah. Hawks had 11 penalty minutes. One was because Murphy got in a fight, and then the other six are Wyatt Kaiser. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, they also... I, it's weird. I don't know how this is calculated, because it says 11 minutes. Kaiser's got three penalties, and Murphy got a fighting penalty. But then the Hawks also got a delay delaying game... Uh, for challenging a goal, that no, was the, the Hawks br- had the... thirteen. Oh, am I reading it? I read them upside yeah. down. Yeah, that's my fault. Yeah, that that goal <laughs> that they did, the goal they challenged on Braden Point, right? Is that the one, or was it the circuit? It was one of those two. I mean, I can just line up the time. Is that the one that? Yeah, that's the this is a Braden Point goal. It's where Point. Caught the pass and then crossed the blue line without the puck, like on on his stick. But like, that's such a weird gray area of like, is it possession? It's like let's not NFL this, okay? Like he clearly put the puck in that direction. He was going across the blue line with it. So I'm it's pretty, like I think it was yeah, a this... it was, I think it was a pretty bad challenge. A bad challenge on the fact that they shouldn't have challenged it or they should have won this one. I feel like they shouldn't have challenged it. Because okay. it's, I mean, when you're watching it in slow motion and you're like, oh, the puck's like a foot and a half off his stick. Like, there's no way he has possession. But it's like, how many times throughout the game are you like wheeling through the zone that you actually have the puck like on your tape, right? Like, you're, yeah. you're pushing it ahead. That still counts as possession because you're the one maneuvering the puck wherever it's going, even but if is it's this not the, right on your team. Is this the one where he went in before the puck, though? What do you mean? Like he's it's like not on his tape and it's there was a over chan- the line. There was there was a challenge, I thought, for the Hawks. I was looking at it, I was like, how the fuck did that get good goal? But the one Bedard one got waved off, and it looked like the player was in well before oh. the puck was even in. Is that the same one? I th- I think it is, yeah. But the the Bedard goal that got disallowed, if I'm remembering, is because it was a drop pass. And he, and in like Athanasio, crossed the blue line before his drop pass was across the blue line because he's intentionally giving up possession of the puck. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't, stop, yeah, I don't stop stop leaving the puck behind you and you're entering the zone. Just 
Jesus. It's like football. <laughs> Don't drop the ball before you cross the, the goal line or whatever. Yeah, that's like, that's got to be like the, the dumbest thing that can happen in football is like getting rid of it because you're celebrating a touchdown that you haven't scored yet. It's so stupid. I, I feel like offside, what's offside and what isn't offside is just starting to reach what's goaltender interference, what isn't goaltender interference kind of level. It's so like, dumb because – it's always obvious, and they don't make the right call sometimes. <laughs> so stupid. Which All one? Right. <laughs> Goaltender interference. <laughs> I mean, it, I think offsides is pretty cut and dry. It should be a lot easier than like they make it out to be sometimes. Yeah. Um. Okay. I, do you have anything else from the lightning game here? I do not. We'll move on. Um... I was hoping. I was hoping they would come away with another dub, but you know. It's okay. One step closer to Macklin Celebrini. No big deal. You know what, too? Going 500 against the Florida teams. I'll take it. Wait, do we? Oh, yeah, we did play. Florida. We beat did Florida we at home. We lost Florida on the road. We beat Tampa Bay and road. We lost them at them at home. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Hey. Go 50-50. Not, that's not fine. There. Yeah, I mean, those teams are both good teams, so that's good. So then we go to Saturday's game. Um, finally, the Hots play another team in the Central Division. Third game this year against the Central. We are almost to December. <laughs> yeah. And so we go to the Nashville. This is a story of two teams that are just – not good. one's rebuilding one's re quote unquote retooling is um, probably going to be on the verge of rebuilding somewhat i think like, i mean how long do they hold on to uc sorrows while they do this i thought i heard something about they're, they're going to try to resign him i wouldn't i mean it would make sense to like just keep them because you love them kind of a I thing because I'm sure they're not going to try and tank for any reason. No, but I feel like the direction Trotz is taking this team, if if he gets an offer, he's going to fucking take it. Yeah, probably. I would not, like, I totally can see them trying to keep it together, but I also see, like, he, he's shown that he's ready to go and make moves with the way he got rid of Johansson and, and Duchesne. Duchesne and all that, but... But, like, that's the um, thing, too. Like, they brought in... Like Luke Shen and Ryan O'Reilly, right? So Luke Shen hasn't been playing though because he's been hurt. Yeah, I just I never understand. Like, like Tyson I, Berry, Tyson Berry, uh, Nyquist they brought in. Oh yeah, Gustav Nyquist. I forgot about that. I don't know. I can see them start to like trend up though because like for the most part they have a lot of the same guys from last year and. That's a lot of younger guys, I think, that they're relying on now. Also, that kid, the guy Tommy Novak is hurt, and he was just a goal scorer last season. Oh, yeah. All, of course, like, the Hawks were going to lose to Nashville. Um, they have the perfect recipe of UC Saros is our daddy and Kevin Lincoln in revenge every time. Every so time. They, they're never going to – we're never going to beat them right now. <laughs> And Kevin Lincoln had fucking balled out this game. Uh yeah. 935 save percentage, stopped 29 of 31 shots, including both shots on the power play. Two shots, by the way. Two shots 
it was only two power plays, but still two shots two from shots. the power play is not good. Um, you ha- when you have the same amount of shorthanded shots as you do power play shots, there's something not right with your with your team. Well, that's that's the thing with the short like. There's they were talking about it on while the game was going on that like they're trying to focus more on shooting, right? Like get the puck on net. But a lot of the times I feel like on power plays, it's a lot of find the pass to to get the shot on net. But everybody's looking for like the perfect next touch to get it. It's just so it's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> but the on the shorthanded, it's Fuck, man. I don't know if you've seen, like, been paying attention because you said you didn't really get a chance to watch a lot of the games. Our shorthanded, like, units, like Reese Johnson and Jason Dickinson, they are constantly hounding guys. Also, I forgot to mention on Tampa, for whatever reason, Victor Hedman was having the hardest time the whole game with Mackenzie Entwistle. (laughs) Entwistle was forechecking him all day and just stripping him of the puck and i was like what's happening <laughs> like, he just not, didn't is this not norris trophy that, winning yeah. victor hedman he just didn't believe that Entwistle was an actual threat yeah. and he probably i'm serious yeah man fucking uh reese johnson is he i feel like he's been getting like random breakaways lately <laughs> and it's like shorthanded <laughs> i love reese johnson man i'm telling yeah. you he He's he's always down to block a shot, make a hit, and then just fucking gun, gun it down the ice and like get a chance. It's awesome. But um, yeah, so Hawks go down two nothing in this one, pretty quick. It was not looking good. Uh, second period comes around, and would you guess who put put the Hawks on the board? Little Kershev action. Let's go. How are you? That's right. Working well, him and but he's a point per game player on Bedard's line, man. It's crazy. He, we, I was saying this before we recorded. Like we were all high on Kershaw before, and then it just wasn't clicking with him, and we're kind of getting off the Kershaw train. Like we're, yeah, like, he's getting out shuffled of- out through the, all the lines, just, you know. But all you needed was a generational talent, and he becomes good. It's all you need. Yeah. You got to put him with, like, you know, the next big thing. Um, Bedard had his fifth assist on that goal, and Seth Jones with his seventh assist of the season, too, against his former team, Nashville. Yeah. When Seth Jones actually looked for Bedard, cross ice for the for the one T, things like this happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it, he always looks him off so much. I'm just like, Seth, you see how this works? You just dish it to the kid? chances <laughs> it's like you said it already and it's like now the more i think about it it's like he is trying to fucking prove a point by not passing to him yeah and it's like it he feels like him- he has like some sort of vendetta of just like i can't let him shine over me <laughs> how many times to do it he's like he's starting to duncan keith a little bit he's just shooting right yeah. into the people in front of him yeah I'm pretty sure he hit Corey Perry during this game in front of that. <laughs> like, like right in the right in the stomach. It might have been hit... him, or it might have been Wyatt Kaiser that did it. It's like one of those two, I think. Didn't he hit Bedard yesterday against Buffalo? I feel like Bedard was in front of the net and it just was like 
boom. They're like, oh, Bedard gets blocks that shot from his own teammate. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think that was more, was, I don't know if it was in front of the network, it was like at the hash or top of the circles. <laughs> that would be even funnier. Reception was just now going out of his way to hit Yeah, Bedard, he's like, like trying to hit him. <laughs> he's trying his best to put it off of him and then. Um, Tyler Johnson got the other goal for the Hawks in this one. Uh, they drop it uh, four to two. Soderbaum played this one. It was it was a better performance for him than he's had the past couple starts, um, yeah. which is good to see. Um, kind of turned into Morazic like last year, where it's like he has some decent games, and it's like, can you just get him a win, guys? Like, let's just because yeah, I don't. And- just he have I mean, this year, yeah, he's got one win this year. Yeah, he has. Was it early on in the year, right? It's got to be, yeah, because his last five L L L L game to. Uh, it was against Toronto. <laughs> That's right. Okay. What the um, hilarious? <laughs> yeah, I. It's another game that's a lot closer than it looks when you look at the scoreboard because they let up an empty netter. I feel like the Hawks are like, if they're down by one, they're guaranteed to give up an empty netter. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's It happens every game. It's so funny. And as I say that, did they give one? They didn't give one up against Buffalo. <laughs> they did <laughs> that, not. That, that, was, that was a close one. But, yeah, anything else for Nashville then? Uh, the only really thing I got is else. that loss – Helped or uh, helped Nashville snap their four game skid, yeah, and also pulled them out of a tie with us. Yes, that's so right. The Hawks have sole possession of eighth place in the central division. Let's go just where we want them, just, um, where, just where we were expecting to be. Sunday last night or two nights ago, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, the Buffalo Sabres come to town they are matching the blackhawks with three game skids so something we had to give um sabers who should be a lot better than they actually are at the moment 100 i don't get what's going on with them they didn't have their, their big losing streak in the beginning of the season or wait no was it a big, it's big winning streak is what it's supposed to be winning streak they didn't have so that, that's why so that's probably why it's opposite like now they're going to be they're going to be outside of the playoffs come thanksgiving and then they're going to make it Usually, if they have their huge like start to the season, then they're they're in the playoffs at Thanksgiving, but not oh. the case this time. Yeah, um, I missed the first goal. Rasmus it's just Rasmus Dahlin's just nasty. He just walks right in and just rips it far side. But before we even get talking about the goals, this game is the first game that the Hawks put together the line. Of oh, Reichel, yes. Bedard, and Kurashev. And I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Direction <laughs> through this game. No. <laughs> they they looked so good just like the whole time. I don't know. I feel like I, I didn't. I missed a portion of the first period just because, like, you know, eating dinner and shit. The game was on yeah. like five my time. Um, and when I was of the majority of the game, I did get to watch. Like they all look good. Everyone was, it was just so nice. To like, see. It was, it was, you, with, it looked like they played with each other all year. Like right. I know it helps with Kershev and Bernard already playing with each other, but you know, it didn't look like Reichel was missing a step, which I mean, just shows how good this kid is. And they it's were, like, they're just flowing up the ice the whole time. Like one guy gets covered and then it, it's, it's, 
it's amazing from like to watch where they decide to make like to put the puck because there's so many times it's like they're wide open guys crash and like they have the opportunity to put it on their stick but sometimes they go like off the boards into the open ice where they know they're going to get it and then other times they'll turn a spin back toss it back to them they catch up and like fire through and i'm just like god damn like their ability to break the puck out and just bring it into the zone, whether or not they get it deep, like at the blue line, it's just incredible. It was so fun to watch. I mean, and then even looking at jumping ahead, Kurashev's goal, the hockey IQ that Bedard showed, like he had the three, yeah. he pulled it. He was like one on three with Buffalo drags all three guys towards him. throws a nice shot on that off the pad, right to Kurashev. Who's got the patience to, to, you know, to, pull it to his forehand and is able to just like a little tap away goal, like tapping goal. Like, yeah. Oh God. And that was Gershev from Bedard from Reichel. Great yeah. pass from Reichel to get out of the zone. Dard it's, carrying it's in. It's literally the fact that Reichel is, is great defensively too. So he gets right in there and pulls it out, just gets it right to Bedard. And yeah, like you said, the two of them just go up the ice and they kind of do like this, like, like, like a, like a fucking helix kind of thing where they cross yeah. once and cross back again at the blue line, just because like, that's where the open ice was for Bedard and Kershaw's just going to go find the other, other side of the ice. This is just, it was great. It was good. Stuff. It was. Yeah. I mean, I really like this line. I really hope they have another good game together so yeah. that it's, it's Space. not a question about changing it up. Like, yeah, I know that's, I don't know. It's a young line that's not really proven. Well, but that was time. that was something that was kind of funny that I mentioned. They were they were deep in the Buffalo zone for a while, yeah. In the third period, and I was like, "This is incredible." Considering the oldest person on the ice for the Blackhawks, I mean, outside of Mrazek, was Kurashev, yeah. because <laughs> it was literally their line, and then Kaiser and Phillips on the blue line, and they were just applying the pressure like crazy. They drew a penalty. That's what ended up happening too. Because they were just going so hard. And I was like, this is incredible. Like, all these kids are like 20, 20, 21, and like 18, and then Kershev 24. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is incredible. I love it. Well, then, too, it was hilarious. Like, it's one time, too, with the, that line. And then on top of that, you had Zach Benson, who for Buffalo is out there, who I think is 18 or 19. Yeah. You had Dylan Cousins, who has got to be like 21 or younger. Like, yeah, he's it was, 20. Yeah, he's got to be like 22, 21, 22 now, 21, 22. But it, it's just like it's insane at how this is becoming a young, young man's game. And yeah. the fact, too, that it, it never really hit me before. Well, even Owen then, Power, right? Owen Power is like 20. Yeah, Owen Power was out there. Yeah. But it didn't hit me until 22. It, it got brought up that Bedard is one of two people in the NHL right now who is an 05 birth year. Jeez. That's fucking insane. Like, yeah. I feel so goddamn old because of that. You should. You should feel old. Jesus. But. Feel bad. Yeah, I do feel bad. I got nothing going on in my life, and these guys are playing in the fucking NHL. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Benson's the other one. It's an 05. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, the the only other thing, well, the two goals 
from Buffalo. I didn't see that I saw were the Jeff Skinner one and the Eric Johnson one. The Jeff Skinner one, he just fucking played that team's D like none other, just snuck behind the net. Yeah. Got the puck down low, an easy fucking tapping goal. And then the Eric Johnson goal, like what a fucking shot. Like Yeah, was it talk- just coming coming from the side and just go short side over his shoulder? Yeah, and <laughs> Darren Payne pretty much said it without saying it. And he's like, yeah, there's zero reason why Eric Johnson should be making that shot, which is why probably he got <laughs> yeah. like, like frozen. Yeah, like, probably. it was so funny. Like, oh, like, yeah. What was the other thing, too, about this game? Now that you mentioned Eric Johnson, just like there's five first overall picks playing in the game. Oh, yeah. Eric Johnson, Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power, Connor Bedard, and Taylor Hall. It's like, Jesus. A lot of first overall talent. Also, like, since we're talking about every goal, basically Taylor Rash's goal was a great tip. Oh yeah, great tip. The Kurdishev just wheeling around the back of the net and throwing it on net, and Radish just perfect angle on his twig just to put it short side high. My God, I was oh that got me going. <laughs> Dude, I, it's like that's what I love about this team right now in this season. It's like expectations are so low. Yeah. We're not expecting to win, and when they do good stuff, it's just it's that much better. It's that much it's more so enjoyable. Yeah, and it gets you and ready for the future. Just for the sake of comparison, like we're thirty first in the league. It doesn't feel that bad to be thirty first. If you, San Jose, who gave up two games of ten goals against, I if the Hawks did that, I would be like, I cannot watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like at least they're in these games. And even this game too came down to the wire. Like they almost went into overtime. Like they were with an empty net, man. Like they were, I thought they was going to go in. And of course they hit the post with like 0.5 seconds left. Yeah, that was, that was intense. Um, I actually thought at one point it, the way that like, everybody on the ice kind of stopped at the horn. I yeah. thought it trickled in. Yeah, I know, right? They were just like, ah. I was like, wait a second, did that go in? Like, like yeah, not it's... Buffalo didn't celebrate like the game, like the win or whatever. I was like, wait a second, something's going on right now. Yeah, pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, this is like we said earlier, this is probably Miraz. It's like weaker game, mm-hmm. but he only faced what was it, twenty shots? I actually just closed out the. Yeah, he had like I don't know, twenty five saves. I don't remember. Uh, I literally just backed out of it too, which is funny. 17 saves on 20 shots. So 850 save percentage. So it's like that those numbers look bad, but it wasn't. The goals were good. The, the, if they had more shots, you would have saved them. (laughs) Like that's, that's all I can really say, man. Like it's just that it's one of those games where it's low, low shots and just three end up going in. I don't know. Another offer for power play for the Hawks. I just, and this was like another game that I was just like, there was a couple times that Seth Jones just put the puck in front, not even like near the net. It hits like the guy like on the opposite wing covering like the other defenseman and just throws it right into him. It's just like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, just try it. Just try Korchinski up there. One game. Please. Please. Um, so three stars of the week. Oh yeah. Um, I got mine. I got my first star and then I got second and third who we can just flip whoever you think. Oh boy. Okay. 
okay. I would say third star, probably Bedard. Okay. Second star, Reichel. First star, okay. Kershev. Yep. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Kershev having a week, man. He had a good week. And the team, that's the thing. Like, the team lost all three games, but they looked good for a good portion of those games. It's just like a lot of these teams are going to be better than them at this point. 100%. And I think Felino had, uh, it might have been after the Buffalo game, but he's just like, you can see it starting to develop for us where like we're almost there where like, they're still competing very hard in all these games. They're now coming out with the W, but like pretty soon, man, it feels like they might have a stretch of a bunch of dubs. That's what I also love about these vets they brought in. Yeah. Is you hear you listen to them talk and it's never negative, like frustrating about losing. No. It's it's like, yeah, sure, we're not happy, we're not winning, but they're saying we don't all look the right, like shit. Exactly. They're <laughs> saying all the right things. And like you could tell that they are a great guiding force and leadership group for these young kids um on this team. And it's and it's it's really I don't know. It just feels really great to know that it's like, it's not like, God damn, why the fuck aren't you winning versus, you know, like, Hey, you do. Yeah. It sucks with this, but look at, we're doing this right. We're, we're almost there. We need to just adjust this, adjust that. And you know, it's a different game. I think that it's kind of funny too, when you're actually watching the games, when, when you see guys like Perry and Felino just start to kind of, turn the dangles on a little bit because i'm like oh, oh they yeah. must be having pretty they must be having fun out there because you don't like i don't remember that kind of ever being a thing while they were on like these contending teams because it's like right like you lose the puck then you're getting your ass chewed out on the bench but like with this young team that they have in the hawks like every once in a while Corey perry's like going between a defenseman's legs and and so is felino and i'm like hey this is impressive as hell to watch these guys do it like i've I'm sure they're watching Bedard do it and like Reichel do it. And they're like, I can do that too. <laughs> it's, it's like it's, it's, every week. I feel like I'm saying something about like the older guys that are just yeah. like now, like having, they look like they're having fun out there. It's you know, funny. it's, it's really, it's like, you know, dad, not like, Hey, I want my kid to be good and all that, but I'm not quite ready to let him win. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, DraftKings makes it super easy to bet on NHL action. Uh, just looking at games tonight, you have the Vancouver Canucks, who are just on an absolute tear this season that nobody really saw coming. They are money line favorites at minus 162. You have the Edmonton Oilers who are looking to get their season back on track, minus 185. And then you even got the Carolina Hurricanes, who are just big-time favorites uh, with minus 258. Uh, those are just some of the odds that DraftKings offers you uh, each and every night. Um, make sure you download the app now and use code THPN. New customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bet expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Connecticut, help is available 
your problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 186 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash hockey for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks with the NHL League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Halloween is over and it is now my favorite time of year. Christmas time is here. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday Friday sale is going on now. You heard me talk about Raycon products before. Uh, Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high-quality, thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wearing and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cables allow you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with a 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To everyone, get in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early. Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowd and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry up now to buy Raycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site wide. That's buy Raycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buy Raycon.com slash THPN. That's why Corey Perry is trying to catch up in the goal race right now for the Hawks. Oh, God. I still never thought I would say this, but I want a Corey Perry, at least a Jersey shirt. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I like, I never thought I would say those words, but you know what? I fucking love him on this team. Uh, coming up, the Hawks got Columbus on Wednesday. So another team that the Hawks are going up against on a losing streak. So we'll see if uh, the trend continues of helping teams snap out of their uh, losing streaks. Then they got Toronto for a matinee game on Black Friday. And then Sunday, another early game against St. Louis, which we might try to live stream. Uh, we'll know for sure later in the week, 100%. Uh, the only other thing we have for Hot Stock is Colton Dock. Ah, yes. Had himself a myth, weekend. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, right? Um. Did they play three games in a row this weekend? I think that it really seemed like they did. Or it's if not, like very, very close to playing three games in a row. Let's see if I can... But he scores his first, first career I'll see, I'll professional goal. Yeah, scores his first career professional goal. Um, And then I think the next night, he scores his first professional hat trick. Yeah. And then to top it off, 
he scores the only goal in the shootout to give rock for the win so five goals asterisk in two games for the kid how are you now um i'm really excited to see him get some time up in chicago with the like I hope towards the end of the year, like they put him in there a little bit. Just oh to kinda yeah. Well, I'm sure when out. they, when they have end up making roster moves around the trade deadline, he'll probably get a, a good shot. Um, also just so you know, uh, AHL.com is not for the American hockey league. Oh no, it's the AHL.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just learn that. Um, yeah. How, how funny is that? I, I was laughing really hard when I saw on Instagram, that like the story for his first goal wasn't old enough to like have timed out before the next photo was literally his hat trick, yeah. his photo of his hat trick afterwards. And it's kind of one of those things where just like the Bedard one, right? Like his first point versus his first goal, where his first point he's smiling because they won. And then his first goal, he's not smiling because they lost. Colton Doc has the same thing where his first goal, he's very like stone face. And then they won for his hat trick. Of course, like you're going to smile for that one, but it's like, there's also the the win in there too. I also almost forgot about it, but I fucking loved that. Our beer Fridays in the, in the shootout game winner, they were booing him as he's touching the puck going in. He scores and goes around the boards and does the exact same Kirby Sully that Kirby did against the Hawks last year on black friday when oh yeah the the... i was like okay love it let's go fucking okay so they definitely they played three games in three nights <laughs> where they had one game at home versus the milwaukee admirals and then they played two against uh, the iowa wild at iowa so that's kind of funny and strange hl schedule's weird man yeah man funny stuff okay but yeah, so that makes sense now. I was like, this is weird. I don't know what's going on right now. Um, but how cool is that? that? Yeah, that was awesome. Get your first goal and then get your first hat trick. It's like he's never going to – he's just going to increase his results every game by two goals, five the next Kirby, night. I think Kirby had in like his Instagram story, like the legend continues to grow or something like That's that. That's what it was. Like, it was Kirby Doc's story where he was like, let's fucking go yeah. for like his first goal. <laughs> And then I think it was like the next one. The story wasn't even old enough, and it was popped in with the hat trick. And he's like, "No, no yeah. way!" He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Hell yeah, man! It's fucking oh, so man. funny. That's awesome." Um, all right, you got anything else for Hawks? Uh, no. Just, I mean, whatever happens, happens this week. I don't. We'll see. The I'm sure Columbus is going to come out just like fired up. Like Patty Lyonet was just healthy scratched healthy scratch Goudreau was benched in the third period of the game before yeah and line was um god damn I had seen though too I don't know how much this plays into it but like apparently the the game that or the day that the game he was scratched is also like the two-year anniversary of his father passing away so I don't know if that was anything to do with it if they if it was, then they did a good job hiding it because the coach fucking ripped him. Yeah, which is crazy because I just I think it was more of like fan comments that I was seeing. 
Yeah. Like, like the, coach, I don't know. the coach was just like, he's got to go find his game. He's got to find his shot. He's recalibrate and all this. And yeah. Like, go God. find his confidence and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was like, God damn. Um, relax. Yeah. So starting, <laughs> starting Wednesday, um, almost a hockey game every other day. Until yeah. obviously until fucking December starts. And then there's two days off and then it's every other day with a couple back to backs. So, Lots of lots of Blackhawks hockey coming up. Um, you mentioned it last week. It's gonna be really interesting to see how the how the young players adapt to the to an actual NHL schedule here because yeah. they've had a lot of fucking downtime. That's gonna be that's one of the good things about having this veteran leadership that we do have on the team too. Like they're gonna know how to handle it. Oh yeah, and they're probably gonna be like, hey, like when practice is done. Practice is done. Like we're not hanging out on the ice for much longer. We got a lot. We got a lot of ice time coming up. They're gonna like call them off the ice and then like lock the the arena off from them. (laughs) Just hose the hose the ice down as they're on it, just like with warm water, so it starts to melt. Like you guys got to get off. (laughs) (laughs) I still love that. The dard wins. Get off the ice. Uh, all right, moving to NHL talk here. Uh, we'll start off with probably like the worst news of the week. Um, Boston Bruins forward uh, Lucic. I always forget his first name. Milan. Milan Lucic steps away from the team indefinitely after he was arrested for domestic domestic abuse uh, allegations on Saturday. Um, police reports slowly coming out saying that. Uh, what is it here? Call the police saying that the, his wife called the police saying that her husband attempted to choke her. Um, when they arrived, they found um broken lantern with glass or light with glass on the floor and all that kind of stuff. Um, shitty broken, situation. Broken lamp. Broken lamp. I don't know why I said lantern. I don't know. It must sound like they're camping. Yeah. Um. Also said that he was cons- he was drunk, um, all this, but yeah, it's shitty situation. And based on what's coming out, I'd be shocked if he plays again this year, at least. I think last time somebody was like actually convicted or arrested for domestic abuse, they were they ended up just playing the KHL from now on. Oh yeah, shit! What was that? Um, the it was the guy from L.A. LA. The kid oh, on shit. LA, I can't remember his name now. Yeah, and Edmonton was tr- looking at bringing him back over. Oh, were they? Yeah. Oh God, what's that guy's name? Um, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, when when did he play on? A, it was like, was he on their cup teams? He was on a cup team. Yeah. Okay. I almost said Alex Martinez. Like, nope, not no, even dude. Close. <laughs> no, 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 not no, even not, close. Not, and it's Alec Martinez. <laughs> Alec Martinez. Yeah. Um, let's see. I guess I'll just click previous seasons. I'm mean, like, I can. It's a defenseman. I feel like it starts with a V. It is oh, start. Man. Yes, something with a V. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, Voinov. Slava Voinov. Yes. Yeah. Got arrested for domestic violence and then was never seen again in the States. 
won two cups though. So hey, he got it in months. Um but yeah, I yes. I mean if if all this goes down, I mean Lucic is too old already. Yeah, I don't doesn't make any sense. I mean, I was shocked that he still play got a contract, but I guess it was Boston, so yeah, it was it was like a romantic contract. And I don't want... But I mean, I don't know. I I don't want to... At face value, because I don't know Lucic, and I just know his hockey stuff, I'm like, this doesn't surprise me, but I don't know. Like, I just always... The first thing I thought of when I was reading that or saw the news was Ryan Miller going off on him when he ran oh, yeah. that one they, day. Yeah, they, they, I saw that clip online like immediately after. They're like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, like, so, but um yeah so that's that'll be interesting to see what happens there has it i mean boston really doesn't need him i mean they're fucking on a roll whatever <laughs> uh some fraud, other fraudulent other, fraudulent fucking team we'll, we'll get to that them in a second here um some other quick little news that came out um the nhl and nhlpa are close to an agreement to have a four nation tournament in february of 2025 that would be usa canada sweden and finland um russia is not considered because the ongoing war um and all that stuff and because it's wouldn't be an iia is it iifh or iihf um event it would only be eligible for nhl players Um, yeah but that would make sense yeah, with this happening though, it means very likely the NHL goes to the 2026 Winter Olympics and also the return of the World Cup of Hockey would potentially be the following year after the Olympics. So international hockey coming back. I Oh, and since the games would be in Europe. Okay. Yeah, the first yeah, the first years would be in Europe. So it's okay, so it's NHL players playing over Sees in Europe, but no Russians. So no Russians. So almost like US, taking the global Sweden series. Yeah, probably just do the what they did this past week for the global series. Yeah, pretty much. You're just making like all star teams basically out of NHL teams, and then having them play each other for no. I mean, I don't know what's in it for the players. Because a million dollars, it's not like, yeah, it's not like, it's not, yeah, right? Like, it's just like, it's just like the uh, all star game. Um, it's just three on three hockey the whole time, yeah, three on three. (laughs) Speaking of the all star game, though, uh, there's a rumor that this upcoming edition of the all star game could bring back the draft. Yes, it's is it a rumor that it's a rumor? I thought it was gonna happen. I the thing I saw was rumored. Financial, it's oh, it's just rumored to return in 2024. They better do it. I, that's like the coolest thing. I would, I will watch that. Not oh. the maybe not the game, but like I will watch that draft so Dude, so so bad. The draft was the best when Ovi was hammered and telling yeah. people not to pick him, and then he was holding up the sign saying, "Don't I want to be last? I need a car." Yeah, like. Like that was so much fun, and and the players would be... to show off their personality too. 
yeah, God forbid you want to grow the game, you know, let the players show who they are a little bit. Um, I just be curious if, if it would be uh three on three again, or if it'd still be three on three, or if they would go back to like, well, if it's two teams, right? Unless they're drafting four teams. Yeah. It's that's, that's interesting too. Yeah. I wonder, um, I kind of, I don't know. The three on three is okay. Though it, I feel like the games just go, I don't don't know. It's weird. They're really quick. Yeah. (laughs) Like I want to see more of, of certain players, but then like during the all-star games, it's like some of these guys just aren't playing. Right. Like that's, what's weird to me. So like if he was two on two, you just do conf or I mean it's not conference versus conference. You just have like all of the guys and do the draft. Like everybody's playing during the game. Yeah. And you just make it like a regular game. The I mean the all-star game for me is just dead. Like I I I don't care about it. Um would you be more interested if they just did like a skills weekend? Um yeah, maybe depending on what it was. I, I like the I like them when they're thinking outside the box and doing like skills competition stuff like geared towards where they are. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. It's just really dependent. And a lot of the times too now, like I feel like I'm just too old because it's a lot of like going towards the younger crowd. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. Like, I mean, the who Vegas is one was pretty like, cool. who is Vegas... this person that's also just with them? Like, I don't know who it is. Yeah, I thought the Vegas one was pretty cool when they were like on the and what is in like the in front of the hotel in the water. Oh, shit. What hotel is that? Oh, it's like the Bellagio or something. Yeah. Yeah. When they're just shooting the puck at like the different like targets and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I like yeah, it when I mean, they all... had the whole outdoor portion in Florida. And they yeah. even did like the the golfing event. Yeah, that, that was cool. cool. Um, they need to do is a Chicago All Star game. Get Phil in the game. Hot dog eating contest. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say get through Chicago without getting shot. Um, no. <laughs> so you got to get Phil in there. Get a hot dog eating contest. Are you surprised he hasn't signed anywhere yet? Yeah. I feel like a lot of these teams that are at the bottom of the league that like could use somebody to actually score some score some goals possibly. It's yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's like uh, I've only, I'm only going to sign with a couple teams. That's true. I mean, he's earned the right to pick and choose, but yeah. Um, all right, last thing we're going to do before we wrap up here is you know the old saying: if you're not in the playoffs by American Thanksgiving. You're not going to make the playoffs. Well, Thanksgiving is Thursday, so we thought we'd take a look at the standings here real quick and see who's in that's going to stay in, who's out that has the most best chance of jumping in, and who's out that is just needs to pack it up for the year. Um, so let's start in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Atlantic right now in playoff spots, you have Boston, Florida, Toronto. Um, with Tampa, um, Metro is New York Rangers, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Washington Capitals, with the two wild card teams being Carolina and Tampa Bay. Which of those team is gonna fall out? I mean, it's got to be the Flyers, right? Hundred percent. 
they've so the Flyers right now are in that playoff spot, but I don't know they they've played a couple more games than the other two other teams. They're on a five game heater right now. Yeah, they've been playing well. I don't. That's that's what's really weird to me. <laughs> Just kind of strange. Okay. Yeah, the Flyers are a very surprising team this year because I was expecting them to be like the worst, oh, the absolute 100%. worst. And I don't know if this them just starting hot, staying hot, and then maybe cooling off, or like, are is this what we're supposed to see from them from now on? I I, I don't know. Maybe it's because Sean Couturier is actually playing this season. Yeah, I mean that was a nice like nice comeback there. Um, kept getting Cam Atkinson back too. I know he's kind of like past his prime but i mean that's a that's a, still a decent piece yeah he's a goal offensively scorer. um and then carter hart i mean how's he has he been has he been the guy playing yeah i think he was hurt for a little bit too though i don't know it's very odd they've played like pretty okay teams i mean they beat vegas in ot <clears throat> they beat carolina um yeah it's really weird but i don't know i don't think that they're gonna stay there because they haven't played is this like this might be another one of those situations where they haven't really played anybody within their division too much yeah like i i was just looking at it i think they played carolina once they just played columbus and that's it for this month so far they've only played two teams in their division that's one of the, that's one of those things right now, like where a lot of these teams I think are doing well. They played Carolina before one time. I think they're doing well outside of their division, and then like the these divisions that are pretty tough, like you'll start to see teams like that just like fucking drop. Like when they're when they're starting to play teams like the Devils, they're playing the Penguins. The Capitals are hot right now too. I don't know how long they can keep that up for. I They're in a still, four game heater right now, eight one one in their last ten. Um, is Strom still leading that team in points? Um, I would tell you, but I can't fucking click on their team name on NHL. That's yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, here. Shit. <clears throat> no, Vetchkin's leading the team in points. But no, Strom is leading the team in goals. That's what it is. Which is so funny. It's like, how? How is that happening? But yeah, uh, I mean, I think Washington's another team that I I can see dropping off though, out of that out of that playoff position. Um, um, then, just because oh, that that division has Carolina and New Jersey in it, and you just you got to imagine that those teams are in New Jersey's struggling only because Jack Hughes was out for the last two weeks. Nico Hiche was out as well, and Timo Meyer's out right now. Yeah, like they've they've been playing without like three of their better players, and they've still like done all right. So Detroit, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Islanders, Buffalo, Ottawa, Montreal are all four po- within four points of the last wild card spot. So basically yeah. everybody but Columbus is within striking distance of the of a playoff spot. Out of Detroit, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, the Islanders, Sabres, Senators, Canadians, any of those guys you like jumping up? Uh, 
Wait, out of who now? Detroit, Pittsburgh, Islanders? We're skipping New Jersey. Is that what you said? I said New Jersey, I thought. Oh, yeah. New Jersey's going to bump up. Um, I think Detroit will stay within range. I don't think that they'll end up making the playoffs because I think this is just a very improvement year for them. Because, I mean, their hot start was contributed to like Larkin and and Dabrinkit, right? Starting they super hot. They both cooled off majorly. Yeah. Uh, Sabres should be a lot better. I don't know what their deal is. Um, I just feel like because Sabres, like, I'm hoping that they turn it on because I'd like to see them in the playoffs, but I feel like this cold of a start might fuck them in the end. Um, Blue Jackets are donezo. Montreal has no chance. Ottawa, who knows? it's funny because like these teams like Ottawa's like five and five in their last 10 games so they're like exactly 500 that's not going to get you in the playoffs but it's better than being one seven and two like Columbus yeah Montreal's uh, lost their last four yeah. yeah I'm just impressed that Montreal's just like been that close and like to 500 hockey Jesus Christ, the Rangers are 9-0-1 and one in their last 10. They're, yeah. I kind of feel like, they're too, they're, ahead. like, very quietly dominating. Well, the the crazy thing about that, too, I, they haven't had Shesterkin for the last two weeks. He just came yeah. back, like, this past couple days ago, and they were getting Quick. wins with, with Quick, and they brought in Louis Domingue because Quick also got hurt, too, and they were getting <laughs> wins with Louis Domingue. Yeah, it's yeah. it's been a wild ride. They've just been racking up the dubs. Yeah, when we were doing our rankings for the week, and I was looking at the Rangers, I was like, holy shit, they've only lost three times. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, they they all came. All those losses came like early in the year too. So, yeah. Um, our Western Conference playoff spots right now: uh, Dallas Stars, Colorado Avalanche, Winnipeg Jets, Vegas Golden Knights, Vancouver Canucks, LA Kings. Um, St. Louis Blues, and then Arizona, Anaheim, and Seattle all have a tie, eighteen or all of eighteen points for that last playoff spot. With Arizona currently have holding the best, it based on they have the points best points percentage. percentage. Yeah, yeah. Arizona, um, what a surprise! Yeah, I mean, you kind of called it though in the preseason picks. Like you said that if there's out of all the teams, you wouldn't be surprised if they made the jump. Yeah, I mean. They, man, like, I w- I'd like to see them kind of make the playoffs too. They're like the Buffalo Sabres for me. Like, they've been kind of bad, but like now they have really good young talent. Clayton Keller's like fucking cool. <laughs> so it's just like you got guys that I like on your team, and you've been like kind of a lovable loser for the last like few years. Yeah, go ahead and make make the playoffs. <laughs> you also though, but you did also say that they were going to jump over St. Louis. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, they still have plenty of time. Yeah. Um Anaheim 2 is another team I'm a little surprised is yeah. where they're at. Especially since Zegers has been hurt and also when he wasn't hurt, was not producing. But they're getting like we've mentioned this before, like last week, they're getting so much help out of that McTavish, like Ryan Strom and uh Frank Vetrano. I think that that they're a line, I believe, and they've been just like on fire. Oh yeah. It's just that team has been coming back in like every single game, like in the last minute, 
and they almost did it again this week there was like i don't know if you saw that there was the huge like how is this goal not a goal or how is this not goal not a goal when it should have been a goal oh the one that the pad like clearly hit the pad that was in the net yeah 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 they've been doing that they've been pulling shit out of their ass like that like over the last few weeks where they're just coming from behind and then they're just like winning it in OT. And I mean, Leo, Leo Carlson's been doing hot. He's got eight points in 12 games. What a rookie oh, class. Is man. this, what is this the rookie. line? This is the line here. Frank Vitrano, uh, Mason McTavish and Alex Kalorn. But McTavish and Vitrano both have 17 points leading the team. Jesus. Yeah. That's good stuff. I mean, they're getting solid goaltending to John Gibson, who everybody was like, oh, Gibson's not good. He's got a 926 save percentage. He's like, always been good. He's always been, been good. on bad teams. He's like, just been on bad team. Yeah, team. <laughs> yeah for well, sure. I mean, oh, yeah. No, whatever team mean, they put the, together. Whatever, whatever iteration of the Anaheim Ducks are that year. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, he's good. They're getting the good goaltending, they're actually getting scoring. God damn, Frank Vitrano's got 12 goals in 18 games. He's gonna he's gonna be that surprise 50 goal scorer this year, you know? It's like Chris Kreider a couple seasons ago, who like Braden Point last year. Uh, there was a dude, there's another 50 goal scorer that I completely forgot about last year because there was like four. And I can't remember. It's Miko Reitman, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah, I think so. He had he had 50 plus. It was like what? Pasta, McDavid, Rodman. Point. point did robertson fucking did jason robertson hit 15 i don't oh, know I don't think so i don't think so either but like it's gonna be one of those years where you're like wait sorry frank vitrano has 50 it's like what the yeah. fuck <laughs> what the hell that happened um outside looking in right now the closest teams to the wild card spot is the calgary flames with 15 points minnesota wild with 14 um i think calgary flames are the best shot of the teams outside looking in just because of that pacific division um uh oh like yeah calgary they could like if they somehow figure it out minnesota has like the best team i think outside the playoffs right now they're just because, not getting goaltending that's the, I, the yeah no phil gustafson has been absolutely royally screwing me in fantasy <laughs> hockey <laughs> he, he's it's for like two weeks straight, he was giving up four goals on like nine shots. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what's happening right now? But they just went and did had their global series games. They dropped one to, to the Rangers, but they did win a solid game against Ottawa, I want to say. They are back to back overtime losses. Fuck. But it was a, it was a shootout, I think, for the one, um, yeah, one was wasn't one against Nylander Sickle. Yeah, that was that was uh Flurry was in net for that one. Yeah. And then it was only a two to one loss against Ottawa, but that game Gustafson actually had 30 saves. Yeah, that was a shootout loss. But yeah, man, he's just they're just not figuring it out in net, but it it also looks like they're not getting a lot of goals because Fuck man, they got smoked by Dallas three to eight. Yeah, they're eight to three. Don't I, say I feel it like that. That I, it's because it, it, I was reading it no, the way I know, it was listed. I know, I but know, it's I just... you're right. I think <laughs> Kaprizov is isn't having like the hottest start either. He's only got well, he's got 15 points, but he's a minus eight. 
I don't know, for somebody that's going to, that scored 40 goals in like 65 games last year because he was injured. You feel like he'd have a few more points than that. It's just, they're the team that to me is like right now they're, they're not doing hot, but they're a good team that can like, when it turns on for them, they're going to probably go streaking for a bit. Oh yeah. Like once the, once the goaltending's back up to par for them, then like that's the thing too. Like Philip Gustafson had like one good season, but with his one good season, he looked like he looked really good. I'm expecting that out of him again. It didn't seem like a fluke, is what right. I'm kind of saying. Um, uh, last question I'll ask about this, and then we'll wrap it up here. Uh, yeah, Edmonton Oilers, long. Edmonton Oilers, just just fucking put them to bed. You lost to San Jose, <laughs> <laughs> like. Jesus. Right now they they are one point over the Hawks. They're only three point or four points above San Jose. Any chance they make this salvage the season? I don't know, man. Like if McDavid and Drysaddle are just like not figuring it out this year, just just it's over. Yeah, that's your team. That is your team. And if those two guys aren't producing, your team's not going to go anywhere. Like they don't have the support, except for the fact I think what is it? Evander Kane's having himself a good season so far. Dry has got twenty-one and sixteen. How are they fucking losing? Evan Bouchard has sixteen and sixteen. Zach Hyman's got fifteen and six. Oh yeah, I I know why they're losing because they have no goaltending. Yes, that's classic, what it is. Classic Edmonton Oiler issue is goaltending. Goalies are All relevant. Right. Episode two twenty or two fifty two. What are we calling it? Uh, fuck. We do something. Oh, with the it's Kershev. gonna be Kershev. Yeah, let's uh, like Kershev breakout season? Question mark. No, we're Kershev not breakout. Yeah, we're right. Vostering this. Oh God, I can't believe he had to say it. Um, what would it be? What would it be? Just like line of the future, I like that. Line of the, I just how about just line of the future? Line of the future question mark? I've got I'm you gotta get the intrigue going. What's the question? What, <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> really draw them right. in. <laughs> Episode 252. Make sure to follow, make sure you listen to us on your favorite podcast feed. Uh subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh Jeez. social sorry, uh Edmonton's goalies right now. <laughs> they pulled up their stats. Stuart Skinner has 12 games played. Jack Campbell, five games. They have identical 873 save percentages Calvin over Pickard's that time. Tonight. Oh, yeah. We'll see what happens. They, they're literally they're, – they're both stepping aside and being like, who wants this net? Like, yeah. Somebody – if you make a 900 save percentage, you can have it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, make sure to follow us on all your favorite podcast feeds, YouTube, social media. It's WCB Podcasts, Raycon, and DraftKings promo code THPN. Uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.